0: John Fitch here. John Fitch on a beautiful Sunday night. It's kind of hot in the garage tonight. It's, it's starting to a little sweaty out. It was a humid day here in the Bay Area. How was it uh, out there? Check my stream. Hmm, okay. Yeah, it was uh, pretty thin on fights. There was some boxing. Didn't really catch the boxing. I saw some things pop up on my timeline of uh, a nice knockout on my Twitter timeline. You can look through that. Um, But, yeah, there is one little item I want to share that was uh, there was some talk about pay again. That's a very common topic after we talk about the other stuff. With the fights, maybe we can touch a little bit. I'll share this one graphic with you because people always talk about how they say MMA fighters make more than boxers. They don't. They don't. And we'll have a nice graph to show you. um, What's that? What that is? What's up with that? But yeah, we had fights. We had fights. And um, there's some good ones. There's some good ones. There's some fun ones to catch. Some people to keep an eye on. Volkov. I'm I'm a Volkov fan. I like watching Volkov fight. He's just such a big dude and um he can he can kind of berserk swarm you he's pretty accurate with his striking he's he's tough it's pretty fun to watch but um let's let's play a little something play a little something um hmm, i don't know used to spend my nights out in the ballroom. Uh, I don't know. I forgot the words already. Oh, man. I'm losing it. I'm not getting my regular practice time in. I apologize. I've been trying to get the Fitch Smash strength program finished. That's what's taking up the majority of my time right now. And uh ukulele's taking a, a second a hind seat to that editing. And now I gotta do writing. I gotta do the writing. I uploaded all the videos. Videos should be all done. I gotta put the PDF and the stuff together. It'll be ready. And uh that's gonna be cool because we're gonna do the Patreon It's gonna be a, uh, <clears throat> or I mean, I'm to shut the Patreon down and just move it all at the gum road. But we'll have a, um, what do you call it? Accountability, accountability kind of type of club. And you will check in weekly with everybody, and we'll have a nice, uh, telegram like thing chat. And uh, we can set our goals and keep people on point. Because now you have people telling you not to be a fat ass and not to miss your workout, and I can help a lot of times, <clears throat> especially if it's a bunch of people going through the same struggle, trying to fight their food addiction. Um, pitch smash, guitar course, yeah, I could do a ukulele game. Teach you some songs to sing with the girls, <laughs> serenade them. But yeah, the Fitch Smash strength is coming along nicely. Um, and I have a, I have a separate program that'll come with that that I'll sell it solo too. But it's like my Beach Muscle Day kettlebell routine. I put that together. It's a short video. But um, yeah, I'll put that together so you can see what I'm doing. And it's a very common lift I do for my... A beach muscle lift, I'll just rip off that kettlebell routine. And that's my that's my lift for that day. <clears throat> but let's uh let's talk fights. All right, let's talk some fights. I saw a good number of the fights. I didn't see all of them. I didn't see all the early prelim stuff. Um I'll just read through them. And Blanchfield submission win over Aldrich. Fac frackred. F- Oh my goodness. Renat Dove got the decision win off uh, Micheletis. Man, these guys' names are getting harder to pronounce every day. I'm a boomer, I guess. Uh, Molina at the decision. Munoz got a, a KO, TKO. Oh no, it wasn't Munoz. It was Gravely got the TKO. Sorry about that. Gravely, I did not see those. Um, I saw, I caught the, I think, yeah, I caught the Stoles and uh, Benoit St. Denis. But I didn't catch the whole thing. I caught, I think, in the middle, middle of the first round. But he got a nice submission. He looked good. Benoit. I will keep an eye on Benoit. Uh, Damon Jackson just put on a grappling clinic. But at the same time, they have put more of a... Emphasis, you know, we've talked about they're not really being rule criteria, but I found some stuff. I got to do some more research, but it looks like there has been some some change, and there is some language that's weighted towards um, damage, which I have a problem with. <laughs> you know, because you can't you can't really judge damage unless someone. The, if there's a knockdown. That's damage. If if there's a cut, maybe you count that as damage. An intentional cut, like an intentional elbow, cut somebody. Um, if you, I don't know, if you <laughs> pop somebody's arm in a submission, but they don't tap and they keep fighting, and there's damage there, that would be like real damage. Like it's not just an opinion at that point. If you're awaiting damage, who's who's to say what what is damaging? You know, I've been hit by guys and it didn't hurt at all, but it doesn't mean that the crowd or the people watching think that it hurts. So who's to say what damage is? Is it just a significant strike? Because they're also saying that it's damage over volume. So even if you if you outstruck your opponent 100 strikes to to 50 strikes, but their strikes were more damaging, theirs would count for more. That's still really confusing to how how does somebody judge that? How does how do you get across the board everybody views that the same? I think that's I don't think it's possible with damage. Like a takedown, you know what a takedown is, you know what a guard pass is. You could even um give points for like a catch. You know, you lock the armbar up, you lock the kimura up, you lock the choke in, you know, even if that was weighted. Somehow. At least that's like a, a check, the, check the mark. But if you're like, look, that was damaged. I was like, ah, I don't think it was very damaging. <sighs> like, who's right? That's I don't know. I think it's the wrong direction. What they really want to say, and they're afraid to say it, is they really want to say excitement. Which guy was more exciting? That's really what they want to say. That's really what this is about. It's not about who the best fighter is. That's all just cover to allow them to call the sport and uh, fly onto the radar. But it's about excitement. Who's the most exciting fighter? That was, that's all. Who was the most exciting guy in the fight? That's who they want to win. Just going to start letting the crowd pick, I guess. You know, like, how do you judge that? <clears throat> uh, who else here? Solecki got the decision. Got the decision uh fleece herring was submitted by Colt Watskits carolina but um this was a rematch right this is a rematch why why i don't understand um like why did this fight get put together they fought once before <clears throat> it was supposed to be a rematch but it's on the undercard. Was it for was it for a ranking or these two ranked fighters? I never understood. that. I never understood, you know, rematches on the undercard that aren't for some kind of significant ranking. <laughs> you know, if it's like a grudge match or something, it should be enough heat on it to warrant it to be on the main card at least. Um. But yeah, this is like, it's like you know, LFA or come come back, whatever, the guys down South America or one of the other things in there. Um, having some lower-level guys rematch for something, for a rank. I mean, like maybe for a title. If that title win is going to get you to a higher level. But I just never understood the point of a lot of rematches because there's so many other people to fight. Even Even if you win it back, like, if they're not – in a high ranking position or a title holder or something like why why even get involved it's not going to is it going to boost your overall profits is it going to boost your overall popularity i mean obviously this wasn't that big of a deal to a lot of people if it's going to be you know undercard prelim main event i don't know it just seems unnecessary Rematch, I'm going to say rematch. Then we get into the, uh, yeah, Mike Newton, combat J, combat J. But you know what I mean? Like, why why rematch at those lower levels? That's a good point. Floodland, he's saying that some guy's skin cracks like an egg, but aren't that hurt exactly. Like, BJ Penn, you could drag him behind a car, and, like, he, you he's not going to really bruise his face much. You know, he had to wear sunglasses after we fought, but that's not usual. Um but yeah, but yeah. Continuing on to the main the main card with uh Menafield looked awesome, super powerful, light heavyweight, interesting. Interested in seeing more from him. Uh, they got that crucifix and just landed Monstrous Elbows. Then uh, O'Day with the knockout. And uh, a little song, O'Day, 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 O'Day. It was good. It was a fun little fight. Uh, Karine Silva with the win over Patello, Submission round one. Uh, Lucas Almeida with the KO round three. Then we have Dan Ige and Evlov. Ige is a stud. He always he always brings a fight. He usually it's always a pretty entertaining entertaining fight and usually uh, a lot of action. But Evlov is heavy on the grappling and low on the finish rates, and if if he if this was a real sport, if it was all about climbing the ranks and you win, you move forward, you get the next opportunity, you get the next rank, he should absolutely be thrusted up there to a higher echelon and fight bigger names and fight bigger fights. But unfortunately, we live in the age of entertainment, and it's got to be entertainment value. And if he's not finishing the fights with his grappling, they're they're not gonna prioritize him. They're not they're not gonna prioritize him. He's not gonna get he's not gonna look the fights he wants. Um if anything, they'll use him to try to try to beat somebody that uh they'll use him to get beat by somebody they want to build. But that's a risk because he could still pull him to the ground to hell and <laughs> and win. But that's the name of the game. I think this kid's uh Guys, some great grappling, great potential. It would be great to see more of him undefeated. Dan Ige is no joke. He's a he's a solid, tough guy. Uh, always comes to fight, but he was just overwhelmed on the ground. And and it's it's out positioning again, like with uh, with the other fight. Damon Jackson, <clears throat> you know, this guy's got a turn up the uh, the entertainment value it's is what it is so you got to you got to maintain momentum if you get to a position of dominance and you're not getting the finish you got to back up you got to retreat and you got to reattack. that's what's going on that's what needs to be taught you guys got to unlearn that jiu jitsu of getting to the dominant position and holding on to it until you get the finish because guys shut down so much it's hard. it's hard to get under the neck. It's hard to get the arm. It's just difficult. It's like all they do is they're 100% defense because they know if they can 100% defend, they get they get stood back up, and they can always just say, you're boring, and then they had a moral victory. Oh, coffee. Uh, a question from James. You ever been an acquisition to fight in any of the newer Japanese uh, organizations risen one No, I have not. Um but you know, I like I retired so nobody's really reached out. I when I was released by UFC I was picked up pretty quickly by World Series of Fighting. I didn't have a lot of time talking to a lot of people. Um and then when I I left them, I got picked up really quickly by Bellator. So I didn't really have a chance to talk to any of the uh, Japanese companies or any of the Russian companies. All right, I talked about him a little bit, but K12 is asking, what is your thoughts on uh, Movzar? Amazing top control. Why do wrestlers do better than BGJ guys? Yeah, a lot uh, Evlov. Evlov, but Movzar, that's his name. Yeah, stud. Um wrestlers, uh especially if you've had any folks out wrestling, I think wrestling gives you the opportunity to control uh the fight. You can you can force clinch, you can force the takedown, you can make them not be able to to uh strike. Uh they do better than BJJ guys because BJJ guys are allowed to pull guard and they don't put a lot of emphasis on the takedown and getting themselves into position to to get the takedowns. So they don't spend as much time closing the distance and getting in on the hips and getting in on the clinch uh, compared to wrestlers. So they have a harder time crossing that bridge. The guys who are successful are the guys who were aggressive on the feet and trying to get the takedowns. Um, Like is is going right now. He's somebody who... Would get that takedown. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? The the gator, alligator guy. <laughs> um, uh, why am I drawing a blank? But he, but he's uh he's one of those guys. He's a good example because he his jitsu style game was he would attack. Uh, Yuri Samoz, he's he's like a, a jiu-jitsu guy who does a lot of top game and does a lot of takedowns. He's been fighting. He's been doing okay. I think when you cross that bridge, when you're the aggressor and trying to get the takedown and trying to be on top, I think that helps a lot, transitioning into fighting as opposed to if you're a guy who pulls guard and, and, you know, attacks legs. I'm not saying you can't win that way. I'm not saying they're not good techniques. I just think there's a lot of danger there. All right, got us a nice little super chat. Thank you, a, su- a super sticker. Thanks, Floodland. Uh, per character, stretching his arm forward, raising his thumb up. Okay. Oh, pair character. Oh, I guess it's a sticker. I can't see it from here. Maybe it's up on my... <laughs> oh, there it is. I see it. Nice. It's a pair giving a thumbs up. How amazing. Thank you very much for that. That might be my very first sticker that somebody gave me. um Ray, that's who thank you very much guys there, there he is with the save Full down with the save Ray. yes so yeah guys if that style of jiu-jitsu seem to translate pretty well in mma the guys who like come forward tie a collar tie you even if it's a even if it's a judo style wrestling they're they're coming for you to put you on the ground rather than pull, pulling you into into the into the ground All right, who else? So, I mean, that was great. It was a, it was a good fight. Um, as far as Mozvar is has got skill. He's got skill, <clears throat> needs to develop that momentum, keep the momentum going, uh, try to get to the finish, can't get the finish, back up on top, get back to work, look for ground and pound, start attacking again, getting your way to mount or back continually looking for submissions to peel off or the punches to land when you're transitioning. But it's a, it's the problem. That's the problem we have with the sport. It's, it's entertainment over, over ability. So, um, no matter how good his top game is, unless he's finishing regularly or putting on exciting fights. They're gonna they're gonna trash him they're not gonna they're not gonna let him move forward the way he should in an actual meritocracy then we get to the main main card this was a great matchup I like this matchup I like watching both these guys fight Rosenstrike I like saying his name Rosenstrike um and volkov man they're both fun guys rosen strikes just sledgehammer hands he's got he's got a good chin he's tough and strong just strong dude hits you and everything just turns black big strong dude fun to watch in every fight because he's just gotta land one of those shots um volkov was very very smooth, very clean. Landed some good shots. It was a good fight for him. What is what is Volkov's... I'm going to do this real time because I'm interested. Um, this last... uh few fights have been. 34 and 10. Uh, he lost to Aspinall. He got submitted by Aspinall. Okay. Lost to Cyril game. Lost to Curtis Blades. Lost to Derek Lewis. He's got some big ween- wins in there too. Rosenstrike, Tibura, Overeem, Walt Harris, Greg Hardy, For Doom. Struve, Roy Nelson, Timothy Johnson. That's all just UFC fights, huh? <laughs> yeah, we'll go to Sure Dog for the full lowdown. To Tim Johnson, okay. Alita Vey, Dennis Schmoldrev, Then he, he lost to Chicago, Tony Johnson. Hasn't taken a lot of losses in a row, that's for sure. Um, yeah. He's got he's got a lot of solid wins. Just got that loss to Aspinall. I I came draw a blank on that fight too. Just uh, he got armbarred, huh? Did He get rocked. You guys remember? Did he get hurt on that at all? Tyler Durden's a stupid name. Is saying that Royzen Strick seemed uh, weak defensively. He backs uh, straight back. Hoping his head movement will work. It doesn't with small gloves. Bigger skilled fighter looked class. I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, Volkov is such a big man. He's just a big dude. And I think a lot of guys may be surprised with how hard he hits. And he's pretty accurate. And, yeah, like ro- like Rosenstreich is not using enough head movement to be dealing with that he was taking way too many shots just putting your hands up isn't enough to stop some of that power rattling your brain a little bit and uh, yeah i I think it was definitely it was a good stoppage because you know from a couple of those camera angles you could see when the punches landed the eyes like go back in the head and i think i think the the refs a lot of times are looking at that too they're looking to see that guy's face and if he's if he's there, it's just a ghost, you know? And you can't see that from sometimes the, the camera angles and sometimes from from in the crowd, especially. But you're right there and you see somebody get hit and it's just like, you know, ghost eyes, it's all white. <laughs> like their pupils just disappeared. Uh, you're, you're thinking, oh, this guy may be dead and you wanna stop it, <laughs> you know? Um, you Gotta take that into consideration. And I think he, he the, the power got shut down a couple times, enough to where him just covering up wasn't going to be enough to make me think he was intelligently defending himself. Like putting myself in that referee's position right there, I, I most definitely would have stopped that fight too. Like it would have been done, you know. Mouthpiece flew out too. Also, also yes. Mike Newton, correct with that. Mouthpiece flew out. It was airborne, flying through the air before the final. I think I hit like two clean times where he kind of blanked, and that's that's it's enough to stop it. Yeah, you're not wrong, dude. Is. Big enough to dunk on you and F your grandma. TV makes Volkov look small. You're right. The little guys a lot of times look way bigger than they are in real life. And the, and the big guys, you don't realize how big they are until you're around them. <clears throat> you're like, oh, Jesus. Like, their belt line is here. I guess <laughs> like I'm staring at their crotch. Holy balls. This guy's enormous. Spanish, Schwab, legit black belt. I've never rolled with them. Uh, and the whole idea of legit black belt, the idea of legit black belt, is a little different today. I'm not saying it's not legit, but the protocols are pretty, um, pretty well written on how you achieve your black belt. And as long as you hit certain steps, you're going to get your black belt. You know, if you put in the time, it's going to happen. And that's fine and that's good. But it's weird because it was different when I was coming up, you know, and a lot of it is because of money. You make more money with more belts, more, uh, you know, the, 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 the stripes, you know, you have the four stripes and then you go to the next belt, having things more automatic as far as you did this many months, this many classes, you get the next level it's good for business it's good for growth of the sport it's good for overall knowledge of people knowing how to defend themselves and how to fight a little bit it's good it's a great thing but at the same time um i do see a difference in skill levels of people who are black belts just putting it out there there was a time when it was i don't know to be black belt meant you were probably competing at a high level or at least you've had your black belt for a while or you competed a long time ago or, or whatever. And, and you don't have to compete anymore. I just, I don't know. I just feel like there should be a, like a gold star black belt or something. <laughs> it makes, it makes you, know, you know, but I guess that's why the competitions exist. So you can go out and compete and then show how good of a black belt you are. Because really, it's all about competency, being able to teach, being able to, you know, understand what's going on, what you're doing. And it's not quite like we grew up in the age probably where like black belt man, you are a badass and you fuck people up. (laughs) Right? That's what that meant. Uh, And not saying that black belts can't do that. It's just a little different. I see... Like blue belt fighters who are just hungry and want to win demolish you know purple, brown, black belts sometimes, just because they're there to win, they're there to win. they're there to destroy you and smash you, and that's you know, they're a wolf out trying to eat.'re they not they're not there, you know, oh, this is my new hobby because I want to defend myself, which I 100 percent think everybody should do. I'm just trying to make the point of the mentality is different. Whereas the mentality a long time ago, you know, 15, 20 years ago, when you met a black belt, like, and they're on the mat, like, they destroyed you. <laughs> they destroyed everybody, okay? Didn't matter if you were the best fighter on, on the mat. Like, you went straight jiu-jitsu, like, that guy destroyed you. And um, it's a little bit different today. And for better or for worse, I think things are better because more people are learning. More people are taking jujitsu, More people are learning how to defend themselves. I think that's really better than just a small amount of people knowing it and a small amount of those black belts being absolute killers, <laughs> you know? It's, it's not like our little secret thing anymore, and that's Okay. I think it's better that more people have it. It's better that we share it with the world. <laughs> it's better that more people understand this violence and how to avoid violence and defuse violence because they know how to fight because they took some jiu-jitsu. I think it's, it's better. But I do understand there's a major difference between the black belts now and the black belts 20 years ago. Just saying. I'm not trying to be a dick. All righty, so Volkov. I don't know what he has, he's doing next. Not sure. I am, I'm excited. I'm excited for the next card. I'm excited. It's going to be some good fights, I think. Let's go through them real quick. Let's see. We got a few people on Rockfin. What's up, Rockfin people? Um. yeah what was it okay yeah this is coming up the 11th this is next week it's next weekend this weekend coming up 3.30 early prelims uh, Pascu Edwards not sure, aware of them Yang Na Juarez I mean, some weight Man, uh King, Kyung Ho, Dana, Bel- Belgarrell. Don't know any of these people on the prelims. Um, and this is like one of those arguments, guys. Like they say, oh, well, you know, only the top boxers make a lot of money. Look at what the early prelim people make. Yeah, well, your base fighter in UFC is 10 and 10. Have you ever heard of these people? Have you ever heard of these people? Ramona Pascual, Jocelyn Edwards, Liang Na, Silvana Gomez-Juarez. Have you heard of any of those guys before? Those guys are making 10 and 10. They're making three times more than a boxer who's probably 5 and 0. Like, do they deserve that, or is that just a buffer? Try to make it look like they treat athletes better. It's all a psyop. But yeah, okay. So, (laughs) prelim, preliminary card. Andre Fallo, guys, he's fighting again. He's fighting again. Uh, Former. Uh, fighter trained at AKA, he's not at AKA right now. I think I don't know if he's at Florida right now. Um, so say where he's at, but yeah, he's, he's fighting here. Uh, Jake Matthews 16 and four versus 17 and five. Uh, Andre has got some power in his hands, knocks people out. We've seen it a few times, it'd be fun to see. Uh, Hey, Hale Salir and Steve Garcia fighting lightweight. I've not heard of them. Cubal and Sing Wu, Brandon Allen and Jacob Malcoon fighting at middleweight. Interesting, Allen and Malcun. Um, yeah, but there's not a ton of fights on the prelims that I recognize either. I've heard the name Alan and Malcoon, but um that's really only Andre Fialo. Who we got in the main main card. Oh, we lost Vittorian Whitaker. Boo. Okay. So I mean this is really like a oh, okay. Shivenko is fighting again, I see. I was kind of thinking this was a one fight card. But no, there's some other names on here. Uh, Jack Della, Maddalena versus ameve I don't know those two guys. Welterweight fight. See them go at it. Menel Cape, Pontorin. I'm not aware of those two flyweights either. Then we get into the women's strawweights. Wellie Zhang and Joanna Trusejic. I can't pronounce her name. But um yeah, it's a rematch there, isn't it? Didn't they have a, a crazy fight before? And Valentina and Mrs. Santos are fighting. Uh, and I, of course, am most excited about Glover Jack Sarah fighting Jiri Prochet Prochet. Prochaska, Prochaska, man, gotta love it, here we go, alright, what are you guys thinking with the Glover fight, of course, I gotta root for the old man, I gotta root for the old man, <laughs> you know, I, Glover Glover is on his way out, he, he wants to fight a couple times this year and be done, I think, um, what a great way to go out. I'm pulling for him. I really hope he I really hope he can do it. I really hope he can win these next couple fights. Win two more fights and hang it up. That would be that would make me feel nice and warm and fuzzy. That because he's such a good dude. He's such a hard uh hard worker, good guy. I'm glad he uh was able to to win that belt. I think it's really cool. And now he's the man. And uh he's going to retire on top probably <clears throat> which is sad because he's the champ and he should be fighting for a premium <laughs> right now and they're just they're just stealing they're stealing from him that's all that's all there is to say about it there's no there's no defense of it they're stealing 100% there's absolutely zero reason why the the fighters don't make 50% of the gross revenues there's no reason zero reason you can't say one reason why we've seen the numbers uh that it cost them for production we already have the numbers from the lawsuit they, they uh there's no reason absolutely zero reason <clears throat> and, uh, andy lee good good uh good call here good uh, noticing this but jerry has no ground game uh, he performed horribly on the ground versus Vladimir Demkoff. Yes, he um, can't say he is. I think a lot of guys have horrible ground games, to be quite honest with you. I think the majority of top fighters, guys in the top 15, have terrible ground games. And it's on purpose because it's not about performance. It's not about winning. It's about excitement. And if you're taking people down, you lose excitement points. I don't agree with that. And I think there's a lot of fans that don't agree with that, but there's enough, there's enough dummies that do think that way, and there's a lot of promoters that think that way. So it's just there's a lot of disrespect for do grappling in the clinch game. <laughs> I think big time. Yeah, I don't yeah, I think this is a definitely a winnable fight for Glover. Saying Gabe Itch beat Jerry and Risen. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's he's a like a berserker type. He's wild. He's gonna come hard and fast. Uh he's not unskilled, but uh, you know, all he's got on Glover I think is youth. That's about it. But here, let's check this out. So a lot of people make the argument that boxers make more money. And that's why or that that uh only the top boxers, only the top boxers make the top money. And that's why MMA is better because everybody else makes more money on the bottom and on the low levels. They make more money. That's why it's okay that the top guys don't make as much as the boxers. It's because the bottom guys make more than the boxers do on the bottom. That's that's the mindset that a lot of these fighters have. That's what they've been told. They've been leaving, but they've never looked for the information. They've never looked it up for themselves. Well, John Nash, who was a guest of this show, he does a lot of the looking up. So we don't have to. And this is something that he posted. Because somebody was complaining today. There was a boxing match the other day. Of course, the... Um, they announce the uh, the payouts. You know the commission reports the payouts and what people were paid. And there's always a comparison made between boxing and MMA because prize fighting's prize fighting. Why does one prize fighting group make a lot more than the other prize fighting? Why people don't get it. And somebody was complaining. I think it was lowball or somebody ridiculous. But they're complaining that oh, um, well, who cares if somebody make one million or ten million? The people on the bottom. Of the card, don't make anything Well, again uh, Zero research He's just repeating what he heard From a promoter Okay, let's bring this up This is from John Nash Okay, um, he's saying Here, you can see for yourself Based on what commissions uh, Reported, purses have Boxers at the top and most boxers along the bottom of the purse distribution report higher amounts. But UFC undercard fighters definitely see a sizable premium 82,000 versus 55,000 at the 59th percentile. So, a very, very small demographic of people benefit from UFC paying their. Uh, base level fighters, 10 and 10. Every step, almost every single step of the way. Can I make this bigger for you guys? There you go, even bigger on the graph. And you can see right around here is the only time that MMA is probably making more (laughs) than than boxing. In the hundreds of dollars, but once you get to about $500, You see a steady, right? Weighted boxing is in red. Boxers make more money all the way until you get into that 80th percentile marker. And then you see a massive difference in pay at the top. So, I mean, honestly, what's happening here? is they are overpaying a lot of the athletes in order to steal an even larger portion of money from the top, talent on the top. That, that's what's going on. They're giving enough of the mid-tier fighters money and enough of those low-level fighters hope in that money that... Um. They'll remain quiet while the people at the top get ripped off the most, and the people that are at the top are still making millions. So they they, they turn a blind eye, like, "Oh, I got paid a million. That's the most money I've ever seen." Well, you should have made ten million. <laughs> We're like, "Ah, get out of here! What are you talking about?" They don't they don't understand it. They won't accept it. Sorry. There's the numbers. Boxers make more money at every level, virtually every level, than MMA. Everything people have been telling you that's bad about boxing, it comes from some promoter trying to scam you. <laughs> it's just the numbers don't support it. Max is saying, no way, I'm stepping into a cage for just 5000 Bro, like... If you're not the champ of a feeder organization into the UFC, like you're going to have a hard time making $5,000 unless you have some level of notoriety that brings in so much viewership and so much extra money. If you're selling tickets on your own and you're selling more than $5,000 profit worth for yourself, but otherwise, I'm sorry. Like that's not, that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, so Max is saying I know way more people that watch UFC than people who watch boxing. What the f? You have to look at demographics. You have a um, complete crossover of pro wrestling, WWE fans, and WWE, and uh, sorry, and UFC, UFC fans. There's a complete MMA fans and pro wrestling fans. They watch the same stuff. The Pro wrestling fans do not watch boxing. The MMA fans, for the most part, do not watch boxing. They watch the big fights, casual fights, but they do not really watch boxing. Boxing is its own animal, and it's an international sport. So you have tons of people who watch uh, boxing in uh, South South America and other places in the world that, that push viewership way past what mma is and then i uh recently saw too that that boxing was the largest growing sport in the last 20 years over the last 20 years boxing grew more than all the other sports did ufc is not mma is not the fastest growing sport like the ufc was a fast growing large company that's still growing but it's just one company it's not a whole sport Yes, that's uh, true also, Andy Lee. Boxing has more black and Latino fans than MMA, yes. Culturally, that is true. Um, But you're also going to see, like, Filipinos love watching boxing because Manny Pacquiao, you know. There's plenty of other uh, countries in the world who watch a lot of boxing. And even if it's only small pockets, it's it's an age-old sport that's been around a long time. And there's a ton of weight classes, so there's a ton of opportunities for guys from all over the world to win titles and compete at high levels. So there's easy opportunity to get uh, into different demographics because that one town has their their local guy now is fighting for some some obscure title somewhere. Yeah. Tyler is saying I watch it all, whatever I can get and whatever's on. Yes, combat sports. I have a hard time watching any regular sports uh, these days. It's just if it's not a fight, I'm I'm just not into it. Women's sand volleyball could do that, um, but for the most part, yeah, I just want to watch fights i want to watch the violence i want to see somebody you know show some some technique some ability i haven't done or mastered or it's fun i like it i don't know like i can't go back it's like once once you see fighting it's like every other sport is just it's like a soft way of fighting it's like let's let's fight but not actually hit each other i know let's uh put this ball in the hoop yeah and i don't know it's just not the same to me it's just like punch each other man <laughs> let's get after it <laughs> but i think the problem with boxing is consumption model i've talked about it before here too it's a consumption model it's hard to watch it's not all in one place that's why a lot of people like ufc because it is it's it's just ufc if you have the ufc stuff you get to watch ufc fights it's simple people are simple they don't want to have to I gotta go to I gotta go to three different web websites to look at what fights are on, and then I got six different platforms or eight different platforms that I have to subscribe to or pay for pay-per-view or pay for streaming or whatever so that I can watch the event. It's not easy. It's not easy. So it's difficult to find or uh, it's difficult to. To find the fights you want to you want to watch and to get behind the guys you want to get behind, it is a little bit easier because of social media. I will say, because you can follow those athletes once you hear about them, once you once your attention's been brought to them, you can just follow that athlete, and then you can be pretty up to date on where to watch. You know, watch their updates, watch their training, watch their whatever shit they're doing. So that that's that's better, but it's still it's different. Yeah, I think boxing in its glory days, it was it was free on like ABC Sports. It was free. just like had the biggest fight, and it's Ali-Frazier. And you know, it might have been tape delayed, or whatever. But it was still it was free. All the news covered it. Now now there's less attention put on it. I think unless you're plugged in, if you're not plugged into it doesn't really cover and jump into the mainstream unless somebody does something awful, (laughs) unless somebody does something awful. Yeah. Okay. So James is asking what confiders like Glover do to get premium pay. They deserve is it because they're allowing it to happen. I'm sure they have a certain amount of leverage. They have zero leverage. They have absolutely zero leverage. The UFC does not need any of these guys, not even Conor McGregor. They have guaranteed pay as long as they put on a certain amount of shows a year and they hit all those marks. They get their money. They make their money. They're they're making tons of money. They're not slowing down. They get more and more stuff coming in. Uh, They have all their control over the advertisements. They got the crypto-type deals and all that stuff where they end up paying out like 4% or less to the athletes. There's nothing... That these guys can do like they have zero leverage you have to shut up and perform the uh, only leverage they might have is if they're in a Naganu situation where he's timed his contract the right way and he's going to hit that sunset clause he's going to have that five years expiring he's going to have the ability to be a free agent make them bid for him again that's a possibility but <clears throat> i don't think lover is in a position to do that i doubt i doubt it you know uh it would be great though if he did have to you know fought the next two times finish with the belt and then he, he didn't have any more contracts you know contractual obligations with them and then he could like do one boxing fight and make a shitload of money that would be awesome i'd love to see that but, yeah they don't have any they don't have any leverage they don't need names they, they it's a production they can create a new name they can give the guy a new rank Give him the right fights to make sure he has all the right highlight knockout finishes for them to spice together, a new spicy highlight reel. Yeah, it's all a show (laughs) until there's actual uh, free agency and it's a free market. Yep, It's just heavily leveraged, man. That's just the way it is. these guys are ready to fight, nothing's going to change. Yep, you could have Tuesday nights on cable. They used to have, like, the Friday night fights. They used to have a bunch of different, like, regular, regularly scheduled programs where you could watch boxing and fights. Kind of fell off. You had uh, HBO, Showtime, had the programs. And then every once in a while you had the pay-per-view. Pay-per-view is what killed it, I think. Pay-per-view made it harder. For people to watch and then people were paying absurd amounts of money for the pay-per-view and they only got to see one fight so that made them mad and that one fight was a crap fight sometimes but yeah was that the big one uh the big the big uh knockout haney over combosis. I keep seeing those names pop up, but I can't remember if that was the. Was an Asian kid that got leveled, that floored. Maybe I'll just look at the. uh, I'm sure I can find it. Shouldn't be hard. Oh, here it is. I can show it. Okay, we can show it right here. There we go. This is the one. Hopefully oh, I don't get <clears throat> popped. But this one. Whoops. Here it is. It's fast. Did you see it? One more time. faked low fake that jab low you see that fake that jab low to his body came over the top man flew into that Touched the body Oh, over the top dink one more time Body low bank got him again ouch ouch he got floored uh yeah, so I don't know, I don't know which fight that was, but that was that was a knockout I saw. Yep. This is not an uh uncommon remark here, Roxy. The woke ESPN Plus commercials are insufferable. I hate supporting Disney absolutely. It's so gross. It's so gross. We just, I roll. I roll every time. And it's all just so nonsensical. I'm so tired of the wokeness. So much stuff is ruined. I watched Bill and Ted, the new Bill and Ted, and they ruined it. They made it, like, about the daughters. And it's like the daughters were, like, terribly acting like... (laughs) I don't know. It was bad. It was bad. And it could have been really good. It could have been great. But those two characters just were so awful. It was terrible. Ruined the whole thing. Should have been fun. Should have been a fun watch. But instead it's like someone sticking a tack in my eye. That's what it felt like. Yep, there you go, Max. Nail on head. Step out of line. There'll be 10 guys waiting behind you to fight for pennies. I'll do it for free. You're lucky. You're lucky to do that. No, you're just unskilled. You suck so bad, you'll do it for free. You haven't put any time or energy into training, so you're willing to give it away. Terrible. Yep. Limachenko, we need him back. We need to quit this this stuff over there. Get him back to fighting. Yeah, wokeism is horrible. He hasn't been watching the uh, Obi Wan stuff. That's pretty bad, too. It's pretty bad, too. Just, I don't want to have to face palm watching a show <laughs> the whole time. Like, what is this shit? <laughs> what is this shit? All right, guys, that's fun. That's a fun show. Hope you guys enjoyed coming through saying hi. Thanks for the super stickers, super chats, comments. Keep an eye out for the program. Fitch Smash Strength is coming soon. Tell your friends, tell your families. They need to get jacked. It's going to be Jack Summer. It's going to be Jack Summer. Kids got a week left to school. I'm going to do my best to have this program out by the end of the week. So yes, you guys can get started on your Jack summer. Mine started. I like it. I'm doing good. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll check you later. You suck for. I'll blur on the first on the first word
1: <sighs> I know it sounds funny but I just can't stand the pain girl I'm leaving you tomorrow You know I've done everything I can You see, I've begged, stole, and I borrowed Yeah, that's why I'm easy I'm easy like Sunday morning Why, I'm easy, I'm easy like Sunday morning. Why in the world would anyone want to put chains on me? I paid my dues just to make it. Everybody want me to be what they want me to be. I'm not happy when I fake it. No, that's why I'm easy. like Sunday morning. So I'm easy, I'm easy like Sunday morning. I won't get high, so high. I want to know all the things I do in life. I won't be free, just me. Yes, my me, easy like Sunday morning. These are that Sunday morning.
0: Yeah, dog. All right. Check y'all later.